0: the final hour of the bill michaels show that's football tonight i'm excited about it going to be uh after the program today going to be uh hurrying scurrying out to lacrosse and uh, heading out there for Oktoberfest. going to be uh tomorrow morning i think it's six or seven we're going to be at Sloopy's, and uh then i'm going to be over i believe at the uh Oktoberfest grounds so i I'm, I'm getting the full itinerary once i get into town tonight but uh for those of you that are in the Lacrosse area, really, uh, I'm excited. I can't wait. Uh, Going to be heading downtown, probably uh, Buzzard Billy's. And uh, I got to get, if, if anybody's listening, I got to get a reservation upstairs tomorrow night at the Starlight Lounge. Got to get up there. Sit at the bar, little music, martini in hand, feel like you're a part of the Rat Pack. So cool. So cool. Last time I ended up uh, hanging out at the library, and people laugh because that's the name of the bar. <laughs> hung out over at the library for a little bit we were at animal house we walked the street it was it was awesome last year we walked the street and then we end up down at uh oh god the new the newer hotel the chic boutique hotel downtown with the rooftop bar i can't think of the name of it off the top of my head but uh but we were down there we walked all over last year so gonna be out there in lacrosse uh again later tonight and then uh gonna be heading to uh the Octoberfest uh, grounds, almost at Summerfest, the Octoberfest grounds coming up on uh, Friday and then uh, a little bit on Saturday and then getting back. So really looking forward. And next week, uh, uh, a week from today, we're actually going to be in Viroqua. We're going to be in Viroqua late Wednesday night and then be there on Friday, uh, Thursday and Friday and getting back early on Saturday. Saturday we've got, um, next Saturday is for um, the younger football groups, Kristen's, uh sons both play football, and they have Parents' Day. So we're going to get back early for that so she can do the walk uh, for both kids. Uh, in the A and C divisions, I think is how they do it. I don't know. It's different from when I used to do it. Uh, but nevertheless. So we got a lot coming up over the next. The Charmont. Thank you very much. The Charmont. You are correct, Rodney. Thank you very much. Um, I, and maybe I'll see you out there. But the Charmont Hotel. We ended up there on the rooftop bar. Having a couple of beverages, so looking forward to getting out the lacrosse. Yes, Ben. I thought Ben was going to say something. Oh no, I I heard something. Nothing main. important. Okay. Now, if I, I told when I you talking about beverages, that you were going to chime in.
1: No, if I told you what I was okay. reading right now, we would go on a four-hour-long rabbit hole that would be really unproductive.
0: Okay, now you got to say it. That's like saying, "Don't look in the box."
1: I got to look in the box. There's some uh, Reddit rumors going on right now in the yeah? <laughs> in the chess world. Oh God here we go that uh, so there's some journalists trying to learn more about cheating in the sport and how to maybe uh, how to find it, how to dissect how it happens so <laughs> a grandmaster named Jonas biere i don't know that's Swedish or something sure I'll buy it played against a journal, and this is a reddit like not verified uh, but it's a great great thread played against a journalist that. Tried to practice the cheating by using a a, a vibrating ring that went around a, a certain private part.
0: Oh my goodness! <laughs> I told you. Oh my goodness! So you got a guy? We went from <laughs> anal beads to root rings. <laughs>
1: That's all, and now Packers Patriots oh, on Sunday. Can't wait. Yeah,
0: Packer, Packers Patriots. Can you? There is no cheating in football when it comes to that, unless you know. No. Speaking of cheating, able, the Patriots yeah, are coming oh, to town. Go. Yeah. Speaking of cheating, do you think Bill Belichick is going to have Brian Hoyer with uh, vibrating anal beads for the for the play calls? Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll be able to tell if they uh, have that giant elephant ear mic down there on the sidelines. Blue 23! Blue 23! Yep, that, there you go. That was it. <laughs> God. There we go. How are we looking? So, okay, we're into the uh, now, the vibrating beads to... He has his hose out. <laughs> vibrating beads to the root ring. There we go. We've... we've the I, I can't get over the amount of cheating that goes on in chess that is associated with vibrations and either the insertion and or sexual part thereof. You would figure if you kept your hands down like behind the front edge of the desk with like one of those aura rings on or something where you could just put it on your finger like a a wedding ring and you just, you know, you could feel it, but it wasn't necessarily (laughs) that loud. You know, it's just a minor... That's it, you know. <laughs> instead of getting the, you know, on the backside or the tickle tingle in the front, you know, I, it, I, I didn't know that there was that much deviant cheating going on in the world of chess. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So- I guess, you know because chess is not like poker when you talk about the world series of poker and these guys are wearing these glasses and they're non glare and they're holding their you know cards up and you can't move your hands and you you know okay i get it because there's you know millions of dollars at stake but are, are there millions of dollars in the chess world for grandmasters oh yeah 100 really? percent. yeah the purses are pretty
1: big it, it's a big so. kind of slept on world not as much as poker
0: okay all right, well, there you have it. Uh, we've got uh, you know both both, <laughs> both sides of cheating, the front and the back, <laughs> in the world of chess. Eh, there you have it. Uh, let's get let's get let's get back out of the gutter. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, we'll pick up where we left off when Aaron Rodgers uh, was uh, talking to reporters. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> My buddy Dwayne is on the Bud Light live stream. He says, "King, King Rook to Bishop three, and my zipper is moving." I told you you didn't want to know. <laughs> oh, I wanted to know. <laughs> I'm glad we went down the rabbit hole. It's you know, it's a Thursday feels like a Friday. <laughs> but, yeah, you probably have to wear button flies, otherwise it could vibrate against your zipper. Blz, blz, what's that? I wonder how oh, Urban lor- Meyer lordy, fits lordy. into this conversation. All right, somewhere where Urban Meyer's got to be, gotta be uh, thinking of something, you know? Maybe that's how they're going to send the plays in for the next college he coaches to the That's how Wisconsin gets to the playoff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Okay, let's get back to Aaron Rodgers. We'll pick up where we left off. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was asked about, uh, you know, the play, because in, in, what Mike uh, Clemens just alluded to before the top of the hour, was the fact that they ended up um doing shorter pass plays and why are they not throwing downfield as much that's probably one of them he was asked the shorter pass plays and quicker release of the ball did that help guys like elton jenkins and david bakhtiari
2: i think it helps all the guys i mean dave's always getting on me about holding the ball too long or dropping too deep in the pocket so uh i definitely wanted to get the ball out against those guys and And a lot of the stuff is get the ball into our guys' hands and let them go. You know, that's why the ball was coming out quick. It was shorter passes. They're great tackling, but we wanted positive plays. You know we want those third and manageable, which we hadn't really in the first half. That's why we went five for seven. Second half was a lot of third and eight, nine, ten plus, because we didn't have those first and second down kind of quick five, six yarders that we had in the first half. So that that was the goal, and we just kind of got away from that a little bit in the second half.
0: So he was also asked uh, about the incoming quarterback, Brian Hoyer, uh, the Patriots quarterback, uh, who is most likely going to get the start coming up on Sunday afternoon, if he has gotten to know him at all.
2: yeah, I've known Brian a little bit over the years through him being a part of the Derby crews, you know, when he goes to Tom. I really like Brian. He's a a good dude. He's been around the league for a long time, obviously. He's, uh, you know, had some stretches as a starter with a lot of success. But he's around the league because he's smart. Uh, He knows the schemes that he's in, and and he can come in and and execute as well as they want him to. So I have a lot of respect
0: for Um, Brian. Timeouts have been an issue for the Packers. We all know that. And sometimes it's because the clock is winding down, and we've we've seen that. But uh, when you go through that mental checklist, as Aaron Rodgers does, is there a right time in his eyes to call a timeout?
2: quarter momentum d &D, and d score of the game Uh, and then the feasibility of get us into some positive play Uh, so you hate using them like we used a couple in the first half second half you'd really think about how what can i get us into in a situation to get a better play but there's certain situations and and scores uh, in momentum times where it is better to you know have a conversation on the sideline, make sure we got the perfect call, and then uh, you know, and regroup instead of trying to force something. Sometimes there's a look that, that they give us on defense that we just can't block up or it's going to be a negative play and there's not anything really to get into based on the formation we're in. And you got you got to burn one and get in a better formation and change it up. But it's, it's a field taking all those factors.
0: Um, he was also asking, going back to the uh, the fact that David Bakhtiar only took 35 snaps and Yash Nyman took 27, he was asked about. Um, what did that change, if anything, via the quarterback position and what he had to go through knowing that uh, they were switching guys up?
2: No, I mean, I think both guys uh, had nice performances on Sunday, and uh, it's a good problem to have.
0: There you go. That was it. That was it. Um, when you talk about in-game adjustments, uh, he was asked specifically about this uh, going back to uh, this past Sunday. Uh, they didn't put up any points in the second half. So when, you know, it, it, is it hard, basically, you know, is, is what he's being asked. Is it hard, you know, for this in-game? Because we as fans and, and commentators and analysts and all that kind of stuff, everybody talks about in-game adjustments. You've got to figure something out. This is what they're doing, so what's your counter move? And coaching is about countering. Coaching is about putting your guys in the best position to be successful. That's what good coaches do. and they also figure out because the players are just doing their job. sometimes the the coaches will just look at things and figure out you know hey, I need to do this, we need to put this guy in a better position and what have you and take the input from the guys that are actually actually executing. But he was asked about uh, you know if how hard is it for the coaches to make an in-game adjustment just like Sunday?
2: I think one of the one of the most difficult things is to have a great uh, first fifteen or first twenty, and then be able to transition out of that, um, because there's going to be adjustments made to those first plays, and a lot of times there's designer plays in those first fifteen or twenty that are not repeat calls. So you have to have a good bank of legitimate staples that you can get to, and adjustments, plays that are multi. You can run it against one eye, two eye, man zone uh, principles, and then be able to roll through some of that stuff. I think in the game, we had a nice start. We had a good first, uh, you know, 25, 15 to 25 ideas, and then they adjusted and went to a lot more man coverage. And we just didn't uh, maybe make uh, enough adjustments. Um, at the same time, you know, we had some positive plays and some opportunities, and, and had some penalties that, that hurt us and took us out of drives. We had that weird backed up situation where we had a run into the kicker and then a penalty where we had the ball around the 30, plus 30, and ended up getting on the minus 35. And that obviously took points off the board. But but it's understanding okay if we start with this, we get after them. How are they gonna adjust? And then having a plan for that that part as well. Sometimes we do. We just don't execute it. I feel like we had some some decent calls and just didn't uh, didn't get it done.
0: Boom. Boom. Is that not almost – different verbiage, obviously, but is that not almost what we talked about, uh, Ben, on Sunday and on Monday where you come out with your scripted plays, some of them are chic, and all of a sudden they adjust to it and you don't have an answer for it. Is that not what we said? It is.
1: I wonder in this grand scheme that second-half stuff, whether it's Rodgers or LaFleur where maybe there are good calls that go to the line, and Rodgers isn't comfortable, whether it's an audible situation. I wonder maybe not who's to blame because they won and it was a good win,
0: but who do we look to more for fixing that? Right. We'll never know. But, you know, look, I, I came out, and I know people thought I was harsh and I was negative, and I said, this is what it is. They came out and smoked it the first three drives, ran like he said the first 20 so if you look at the play drive the play chart uh, it was about 20 plays that they ran maybe just over and they had success and then the fumble happened and they never were really successful after that and I said maybe it's just the fact that they come out with such a good script with some as he put it designer plays they don't necessarily have the go-to's the staples they changed things up they went to man and they never adjusted. And he talks about some of the other things, about some penalties and things that happened and the running into the kicker and all that kind of stuff. But hey, boom, that's it. You really do a great job of scheming for the first portion of the game. And then after that, they didn't adjust. And this is something that, again, I circle. You know, We talked about a lot of good today regarding the Packers. Point out the good, which, by the way, for all the people that say we're always negative, we, t- we tried to talk about a lot of the good today. Nobody called in about anything good. They pointed out a few things, but for the most part, a lot of people can point to the negative more than they point to the positive. So it's not this program. It's pretty much listenership and or viewership. So that being said, but that's exactly what I talked about on Sunday and on Monday was that adjustments for this team at times can be problematic. And It's not halftime. It's just adjustments throughout the game. Now, he was asked about Lafleur. Now in his fourth year as the head coach, is he getting any better at these, quote, halftime adjustments, so to speak?
2: Well, I mean, I joke about the halftime stuff, but uh, the most important conversations are really those player-to-player conversations where you can have that sl- the little subtle adjustments between myself and the receivers, myself and the backs, myself and the line, to be able to get us in and out of things a little bit quicker uh, is, is important. And, you know, it's, it's talking about the looks that we had. It's talking about the pressures, And adjusting to those um, because this scheme or this this system hasn't been a big, you know, adjustments at halftime type thing. It's just, you know, trust in the scheme and the stuff that we have in the in the hopper to 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 pull back out. Um, But I think I've seen a lot of growth in in those areas as less reliant on, on scheme at times and more. Uh, creative with some adjustments, uh, not just at halftime, but in all the quarters uh, when when we're talking on the sidelines, making little subtle adjustments and then just trusting that that's going to work.
0: There you go. It's more about him making the subtle adjustments with the players, with the guys around him, than it is about coaches coming in and making wholesale adjustments. But uh, this is what we've been talking about. And like I said, we get ripped for all kinds of stuff and being negative. And, and, and these are the things that I look at and I say, wait a minute, there's some things here that, you know, that are obvious. A win's a win, but you a win sometimes puts the lipstick on a pig. And there's some of the things here that we've talked about that now he's basically verifying. So <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we don't. Sometimes get nearly enough. Then again, we're only smart part of the time. Uh, let's do this. We're gonna step away, take a quick break. When we come back, uh, got more to get into. Uh, hey, our friends at Sloppy Joe's and Smoke on the Water—they pushed the ride back. I wanted to make a mention of that. The uh, the motorcycle, the veterans ride that they have go leaving Sloppy Joe's, and it's gonna be a beautiful weekend. So this is awesome. So they're gonna ride on Sunday from Sloppy Joe's in Hubertus to Smoke on the Water. They got a couple of stops in between that are gonna be really cool. And then afterwards, they're going to watch. have the watch party out at Smoke on the Water again this week uh, for the uh, Packers and the Patriots. Uh, we will not be there, unfortunately, because uh, obviously I'm going to be up in Green Bay and at the game. But, um, you know, hey, if you're you know not going to the game and you ride a motorcycle and you want to support them, do it. Otherwise, you can stop over to Smoke on the Water. Also make some donations because the donations for the veterans, uh, they uh, push the proceeds for this particular ride. Thanks to Joe Hennis and Ellen Hennis. Uh, to Fisher House Wisconsin we really appreciate that so don't forget about it sloppy Joe's ride this weekend going to smoke on the water watch party afterwards and the weather's going to be beautiful no reason not to ride let's uh let's take a quick break we'll be back after this. covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket this is
3: the Bill Michael show on the Wisconsin sports zone radio network <laughs>
0: brought to you by the Bay Motel Green Bay. Uh, we're quiet, cozy, comfortable in Green Bay. And it's only about a mile away from Lambeau. So if you're heading up in that direction, don't forget about the Bay Motel Green Bay and uh, all that they have to offer. Good people over there, but uh, more so uh, the Bay Family Restaurant and a good home cooking for uh, for you and yours, but to the bay motel Green Bay kind of a throwback and if you're looking for a really cool place to stay if you're looking for just to go up and you know hang out for a weekend or what have you even if it's a non-game weekend you want to go out uh, on a weekend and uh, that the packers are like next weekend so you want to go up there and just hang out near the stadium or what have you for uh, for game day uh, go to bay com. that's bay com. go up watch the game in the morning maybe the Hall of Fame or something like that make a weekend of it. Um, there you go. BayMotelGreenBay.com. So coming up after the bottom of the hour, Coach Butkus, Luke Butkus, is going to talk about uh, the offensive line. We'll hear from him coming here up here in just a little bit. Uh, this one is from Danny, who says, y'all, uh, he had a fantasy football question. He said, uh, what did Charge say about Tua? Tua's going to play tonight, by the way. Uh, unless something changes, I would assume, uh, but Tua's going to play tonight. Uh, the Miami Dolphins taking on the Bengals tonight. Uh seven fifteen and that game is on prime video. Prime video tonight, don't forget. But uh, two in the Dolphins with that undefeated record after getting a big win over the Buffalo Bills this past weekend. Now head into the Queen City where they're having a whiteout tonight. Have you seen the uniforms for Cincinnati, Ben, for tonight's game? No, I can even, picture them. Even even white helmets. It's like um, if you've ever, if you got an app, whether it's on a phone or in like a Photoshop where you can get rid of all the color and just make it gray and white, that's what they've gone to. It's just a black and white uniform. So on black a scale numbers. of
1: of white to green, how green is Joe Burrow's jersey at the end of the
0: night? Um, Like a seven? Boy, he probably looks like a pea in a pod. <laughs> he uh that offensive line is terrible so uh and and miami's defense uh especially defensive front is is pretty solid for what they've been able to do this season so i i, I my assumption is is that joe burrow again is going to be under siege but you can throw uh against this de- the secondary so yeah it's um uh, I, I, It's tough because I, I have gotten until tonight's game, obviously, to, to make the decision whether or not to play Joe Burrow for my quarterback this week or uh, or Aaron Rodgers. And I think Rodgers could have a pretty solid game. But, again, going back to what we've discussed about the short game, short passing game, do I think that they're going to score at least three touchdowns, the Packers? Yes. Do they do it through the air or do they do it on the ground? And with Joe Burrow having his full complement uh, of receivers – and a really bad secondary, would it be more like? Would you who who do you think would score more, Rodgers or or Joe Burrow? Oh, I'd go with Burrow. See, I do too, only for the fact that I just watched uh, uh, Allen just a uh, uh, Buffalo just tear up that secondary for four hundred yards and what three touchdowns last week. Lamar did it the week before too.
1: Yeah, it feels like a big Jamar Chase night. I don't know why it, it just does.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, the Dolphins defense, uh where are they right now? Where do they Um The Dolphins defense trying to find out where they rank. Oh geez, they're fourth uh fifth from last. No no. Seventh from last. Sixty quarterbacks are throwing sixty eight point eight percent against them, defensively speaking. Oof. Not good. And they've given up seventh most, or no, third most touchdowns secondary-wise in football. They've already given up six passing touchdowns to only one interception. Quarterbacks are completing 68.8% of their passes against them. Um, Where are the Patriots in that? Patriots are right behind them. Patriots aren't much better. They've given up six touchdowns but have two picks, and quarterbacks are completing 65.3% of their passes against them. I don't know. I don't know. Boy, I got a decision to make. Sunday feels like a day
1: where, yeah, they might get the passing game more established and work on it and try to execute more as the game goes along. It's also a game where, although the Patriots have a good front, Feels like AJ Dillon gets the ball a little more in the red zone. I don't know if they force it. When it comes to strictly fantasy production and maybe not efficiency in the game, I would 100% Burrow.
0: Um, Pack fan says the uniforms are awesome for the Bengals. Those white and black things with the white helmets with the black stripes—they look like used Kleenex running around out there. <laughs> just look—that's just ugly. <laughs> I'm sorry. They I look like, like
1: a chessboard, honestly.
0: Yeah, kind of. They they look like Victory Lane. You know? Like you could park a car on them and say, I'm the champion. How are we looking? I'm uh, not a fan. I th- then again it beats the all black isn't bad, but the all orange is awful. So I agree with you. It's better than the all all orange. The all orange is awful. That's it's a terrible look. So uh, I'll go with, uh, yeah, they kind of look like zebras, Rick says. Yeah, it's an ugly look. Okay, let's do this. Uh, we're going to hear from Luke Buckus when we come back. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this.
3: Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
0: Coming up this weekend, I was talking about the ride that's going to leave, going to end at Smoke in the Water, but leave Sloppy Joe's. I know one of the stops, I think they're going to go see our buddy uh, Jeff and Alicia at Stoll's Hole 109 up in Watertown. So if you're going to be out riding, maybe you want to stop by there and see the ride come in. But uh, another terrific place if you're going to go and watch the game, if you're going to... Grab some good food, and, and you can't. I don't think you can meet better people uh, between Jeff and Alicia. They're great people. I can't wait for Stolys Hog Alley and the renovation to be done for that second deck and that bigger dining room and that another level and the whole thing. So I, I'm looking forward to that. That's in Summit, but Stoles all 109 up in Watertown. Uh, they got some good stuff going on and watch parties as well. So if you're thinking about a place to go, you're in the Watertown area, that's the place. And if you're over there near uh, Upper or Lower and Bobbin and in the Oconomowoc area, it's another good place to go. we got a lot of good places out in the Lake Country area that you can stop in and enjoy yourself. So, uh, by the way, the uh, the Cubs right now are beating the Phillies. And we watch this because obviously the, the Brewers are now only a half game back. Uh, ben, what inning are we in, and what's the prognosis down in Chicago?
1: It is the bottom of the first inning. The Cubs are leading <laughs> one to nothing
0: on the Phillies. Okay, gotcha. Uh, I do have to give Zach—he a- choked. <laughs> Uh, Zach in Wisco, five times grilled cheese champ hits us up over on Twitter and says, with those uniforms tonight that the Bengals are going to be sporting, the black and white ones, you might as well have Siegfried and Roy be the guest coaches. Aren't one of those guys dead now? Am I mistaken in that? Was it Siegfried or Roy? One of the two. Didn't they die?
1: Uh, yes. I see that Siegfried has passed away.
0: Recently, Siegfried has passed away. So now you're just talking about Roy. Before you had a defensive and offensive coordinator, and now you just got a, a dude. Now you just got a coach. I don't know if Roy is still living as well. I'm I not couldn't sure. tell you. Okay. Siegfried and Roy Joe coming in, and one of them's dead. That's the kind of listeners we have. That's okay. We all learned something. That's bad, right? That's bad. Is it too soon? I don't think so. Oh yes. Uh, let's do- both passed away. They have both passed away. Okay. So, for what, why not get Lombardi if we're going beyond the grave? You know, just go for the top dog. Go for the top dog. Uh, Luke Butkus, offensive line coach for your Green Bay a Packers. And uh, he was asked if he was surprised about how well David Bakhtiari actually played on Sunday. Uh, you
4: know, David's a pro. He's a perfectionist. I mean, just ask him, I'll tell you. But, uh, you know, there's a reason why he's one of the best left tackles in this league. Um, Of course, he wants to be perfect every play. Um, Is he going to be? No. Um, There are things that he wants to clean up that we want him to clean up, but it's a great start to get better and be out there and and play full speed. Um, So very encouraging and very excited.
0: So how did David Bakhtiari and Yash Nyman um, kind of handle it when they were told that they're going to share the snaps at left tackle? I mean, the best as they could. You know, I think both of them
4: um, didn't know going in what it was going to be like, but I think it was great. They both handled it like professionals, and uh, we have a luxury in having Yash be able to fill in for David um, this past season. And uh, now, going forward, we'll figure all that out.
0: Um, so both Bakhtiari and Nyman, they, they told reporters they, they weren't happy about it, right?
4: Oh, these guys are team players. They understand the team is bigger than anybody. Um, so that that's first and foremost. Both of those guys are going to do whatever it takes to help this team. Um, they might be opinionated and say what they want, but going in, going in in that locker room, I know that each and every one of these guys in here can count on them to do what's best.
0: So when you start talking about the, the offensive linemen, specifically the left tackle position, you've got two guys playing it during the same game. What's the difference between the two?
4: I mean, it's having a luxury, like I said earlier, right? Having a guy like Yash who's played well over this past year and a half and then having Dave coming back. So, um, we're going to figure that out. It's a day-by-day thing and um, right now, we're still trying to figure out you know, is Dave going to play a whole game or not? I mean, who knows? We'll figure all that stuff out, but it's nice um, to have a 73 next to me and to have somebody else, you know, instead of you know, both those guys being in street clothes on the sideline.
0: How good is it to have not one but two specific left tackles? Bakhtiari played as well as he did after 19 months basically being away, and then Yash Nyman playing extremely well also.
4: I can't because
0: my ability
4: or lack of ability never put me in that position. Um, <laughs> it, it is incredible, though, both those guys. And like I said, both those guys want to do everything perfect. They wanted to be back to their, their Pro Bowl caliber form Day one, that was Elton last week. That was ba- or two weeks ago. That was Bach last week. And of course, reality—you're not going to be to where you were at. But that's how you get better. You go out there and practice. Yeah, that, that's important, definitely. But going out full speed versus a, a different opponent—that's where you're making your most strides, I think.
0: Here's the million-dollar question. This—this this is the money question. Could Yash Nyman, since you want your best five out there, and he's performed as one of them, can Yash Nyman move from left tackle to right tackle?
4: Uh, Yash has all the ability in the world. Um, again, we're going to, unfortunately, during training camp, during the past year, he's had to fill in with that left tackle, so he hasn't had a ton of reps at right tackle. But that's my job. That's our job is to, to figure that out.
0: What's the biggest challenge? So when you talk about Yash moving from left to right, and he hasn't really had to because David Bakhtiari's been down, so he's not practicing over there. But what's the biggest challenge for him moving from left tackle to right tackle?
4: Well, well, mentally, it's you know you're just on the other side; you have to flip that. I think the biggest thing is physically, muscle memory, you know, uh, your footwork, your, your stance, your get off. That's where it comes into play a little bit.
0: So, is there a big challenge from a guard? going from left guard to right guard with the insinuation be that maybe jenkins goes back to left guard
4: i I think it's different i I think it's the same on both sides you know obviously tackle you got a lot of space so there's speed and guys off the edge maybe that's a little bit different you know uh compared to being inside where whether you're left or right you're getting under pretty quick they're right on top of you so um it's hard regardless people think that it's easy We've had that luxury of having guys being able to do that. That's not the norm.
0: Elton Jenkins, though, I mean, don't forget, he was named a Pro Bowler when he was playing the left guard position. It is, you know, for all intents and purposes, is that the best spot for him?
4: Well, that's something that we'll have to figure out. And that's something with Matt and Steno and, and obviously Elton and Yash and Dave and everybody else that uh, when it comes down to it and we have to make that decision, uh, that'll be a group. Decision.
0: In other words, also there's money involved. Now, I know what's best for the teams, what's best for the team, but you know, don't you, you gotta take that into consideration now that Elton Jenkins has basically played tackle for a year and a half and done it rather well. And as the Packers offensive line coach, how challenging has it been to rehab two guys like Elton Jenkins, who got hurt and came back and came back earlier than most people thought, and then he's playing right tackle could move to left guard. And then you got an ACL and David Bakhtiari that you have to take care of. Who's been a pro bowl and uh, the perennial best at his left tackle position. Uh,
4: as much as I would love to take all the credit for that. There's, there's no way it's, it's those guys. I'm very fortunate to be in this position to have uh, both those guys, to have everybody that's in that room and very grateful to, to be a part of it and help in any way I can. that's my job is to put those guys in the best position to be successful and to help this team win, and yeah, sometimes it takes a little bit of work. Sometimes it takes a little bit of juggling, but
0: that's that's my job. So you remember you remember that first game? Yash Naiman came in for David Bakhtiari after the injury, and played in that game in January a couple of years ago, and played that left tackle position. And just it, it was it was a pretty rocky start. But just how far has Yash Naiman come since then?
4: Well, I mean, this, this is a tough profession. I mean, I don't care if you have 10 starts, if you have two starts, if you have David's years of starts. It's hard. Um, the guys that he's blocking are, are very good. So he has matured. He's gotten a little more comfortable. We don't, we don't want to say comfortable, but he's gotten uh, more comfortable with the playbook and, and knowing what to do. Um, and then physically, he's just getting better and better every day with technique and and, again, seeing those live reps.
0: Um, the Patriots' defensive front, how do you think they're going to attack? Because, you know, they had horses up front in Tampa Bay. Todd Bowles was able to use the horses up front and put some pressure on Aaron Rodgers, specifically after the first 20-something plays. Uh, how will Belichick, does he th- feel, uh, will attack this, uh, this front line of the Packers?
4: Well, I mean, there are some differences, obviously, in the defense. Um, Bill Belichick has been doing this for a long time and doing it at a high level. Um, with multiple personnels. Um, so it's a game plan that we're going into a little bit different, but ultimately it's about the Green Bay Packers. Um, so, yeah, are the, are the fronts different? Is the structure of the defense different? Yes, but that's, our, again, our job to to figure that plan out and, and do what's best
0: for this team. And then last but not least, but to Jake Hansen, really good training camp. Earned his spot, came out uh, against the Vikings and struggled, uh, you know, so what does he really need to improve on?
4: Well, with Jake, it's, he's been the the glue guy being the interior three backup, um, with Elton being out that first week, he got an opportunity and he did some, uh, we said he struggled in Minnesota. He did some really good things too. Um, for a guy that hasn't played a whole lot, there's some good things that he's done. Um, and we're going to correct, the good things and the bad things. We're going to treat them both the same, right? We're going to learn from it and grow. Um, so there's some things in pass that he needs to clean up, but I thought he did some really good things in the run game.
0: There you have it. Uh, that is Luke Butkus, the offensive line coach, for your Green Bay Packers answering a few questions. Our buddy Dwayne at Dwayne's Covered All, Wisconsin's Best canvas upholstery boat cover provider you can check him out on facebook and all the great work that he does he posts a lot of different stuff on facebook and uh, the website go to Dwayne d-u-a-n-e-s, duane's com. whether it's for your boat covers this time of year getting them repaired or maybe a travel cover or if say you have an office and everybody's back in the office now and you don't want to spend money on office furniture get it reupholstered do it that way if you're a gym and you need some gym equipment taken care of you know rather than going out and buying all new It's another way to think about it. All kinds of different stuff. And if you got a canvas, say, out in front of your your place of business, he can do that as well. So uh, all you got to do is get a hold of him. 715 870 2119. 715 870 2119. That is Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne's CoverItAll.com. Stay tuned. We're going to wrap it up next on The Bill Michael Show. This is The Bill Michael Show
3: on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers getting ready to host the Patriots Sunday here in Green Bay. Defensive back Jair Alexander, who suffered a groin injury Sunday in Tampa, was back on the practice field yesterday, just limited to some light drills. Randall Cobb had a couple of big receptions against the Buccaneers, one for 17 yards, another for 40 after missing practice all last week. I was pretty sick for a couple of days. You know, I actually tested positive for COVID and had symptoms a few days
1: before I actually tested positive, so I was pretty sick. It wasn't like I was just, you know, I was just coughing and stuff. I was, I was down. I slept 13 hours one night.
3: Patriots lost their quarterback, Mac Jones, to a high ankle sprain in a loss to the Ravens. 36-year-old Brian Hoyer will likely get the start and says he's ready for whatever's next.
1: I've played for 14 years. I have a lot of bad memories. I have a lot of good memories, too. So, you know, one game doesn't define me. One, you know, play doesn't define me. I'm excited for any opportunity I get a chance to go play. Matt LaFleur. Brian Hoyer is a guy that I got a lot of respect for. I remember watching a lot of the cut-ups from the 14th season, and, you know, you, you could make the case and take all his, his great plays that he made, and you thought he was a, one of the top quarterbacks in the league.
3: And the Packers got some good news. The Packers' new punter, Pat O'Donnell, who spent eight years in Chicago, was named the NFC's Special Teams Player of the Week. When's the last time that happened in Green Bay? Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. It's been a while. It's been a while.
2: Uh, he's a pretty good punter. Happy he's on our team. Got a hell of a head of hair. He's a good presence in our locker room, and he's kind of happy to be on this side of the uh, of the
3: border. That's Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show.
0: Good stuff from our buddy Mike Clemens wrapping things up, and then heading out of the studio. It up and off we go. As a matter of fact, Adam, thanks for the email. He said uh, he says unit can't wait to see you in lacrosse. Steins are on me. talk. I think that's what he's trying to say. Um, he says, are you are you familiar with the? G- g- I never could pronounce this word correctly, so I apologize. The gamitcolite, games. Do you know what I'm trying to say, Ben? No clue. None. Um, they they are. You know, it, it's it's these German games, feats of whatever. I did them one year during Oktoberfest in Cincinnati when I worked for a country station years ago. And it was carrying the steins. You went over and you took one stein and you went down and got the next stein and you went back down and got the next stein. You kept walking between tables with all these steins of beer. Uh, I saw the one uh, video that's gone viral of the girl. It was like... Twelve to sixteen steins of beer. You gotta be. You gotta have some strength. You got some guns if you're carrying those big ass steins around because those are like twenty four to thirty two ounce beers, maybe more. That she was carrying them. You carry them like like in a circle, stacked in your hands, and you stack more steins on top, and then stack steins on top of that. And, and man, you got to have some guns to be able to do that to deliver those beers. And uh, they're known for that there. But then there's the rolling of the barrel and all these other games that they played. But, uh, Adam, uh, I um, am not participating in the games, but if you want to say Steins are on you, uh, I'll go for it. Appreciate it. Dennis, shout out to uh, Marty in Manitowoc. He says, hey, Marty, come see us at D2 on Sunday. He said, also, unit, Corey from Cheesehead TV, uh, always listening to you. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I've heard about Corey from Cheesehead TV. Yeah, there you go. I'll leave it at that until um, it cools a bit and begins to coagulate. <laughs> coagulate. <laughs> and uh, Chico, listening to us in Eau Claire, he says, you always got to get to Lacrosse and visit Dave's Guitar Shop. He said it's a must-see, and he said, ask to visit the part of his collection that is located upstairs. It's worth the wait. That is uh, Michael Chico, listening to us in Eau Claire. So good stuff. Good way to end the program today. So that's going to do it. We are we are out of here. We're going to be uh, on our way to Lacrosse tomorrow morning. We are going to be early, up early, early tomorrow morning. We're going to be at Sloopies. Uh, and I don't know what all we're doing there, but apparently it's craziness. So we're looking forward to that. We're going to be at Sloopies. Then over at the Oktoberfest grounds, we will see you there if all works out and uh, we don't have any issues. Then we will be doing the show from there. And then out and about more tomorrow night. Uh, before doing a few things Saturday morning and then coming back uh, to the Milwaukee area and then Green Bay on Sunday and then back here on Monday and then Viroqua next week. So, uh, really looking forward to getting the lacrosse. Oktoberfest, here we come. Guten Tag and whatever the hell the rest of it means. All I know out of German is Borscht. Uh, I think that's Polish, actually. Uh, that sauerkraut, strudel. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Beyond that, I, I don't know much. <laughs> so. Maybe I'll learn a few things tomorrow. And, yes, we are wearing the German hats we bought there last year. I don't know what they're called, but they're the little fedora-looking things with a feather in it, and I'm wearing it. I'll be bleary-eyed later this evening as I walk back to the hotel. I expect a fun show tomorrow. Until then, time for us to go. Have a good one. See ya.
3: The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.